What is this? The St. Canard Files. Ooh, a podcast about that do-gooder Darkwing Duck. Blech. Talk about a waste of airspace. <laughs> if I had my way, this podcast would be about me, Nega Duck. So take that, and everyone would have to pay to listen to it. Yeah, or face the consequences. <laughs> No high-security Supermax prison can hold me for long, especially when I'm given workshop privileges, silly warden. Welcome to the St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. I'm your host, Sam Lund, and with me once again is... Tiffany Silverbron. Welcome back, Tiff. Hey. So, what's new in the world of Tiff? <laughs> uh, not too much. Um... Went to Oktoberfest yesterday, <laughs> even though it's yeah. so <laughs> How'd that go? It was pretty good. Not, um, I wanted there to be more food, but alas, there was not. <laughs> Were there at least some good, uh, good bands and good, uh, beverages? Yeah, it was the band, one of the bands that played was one of our friends, uh, Igor and the Red Elvises, that was pretty fun. Cool. Yep. Uh, what else is new with you? Um, not much. Getting ready for Inktober time or prom season time. I don't necessarily do Inktober, but, uh, you know, all the other October prompts pretty yeah. much every day is just working on those. <laughs> Yeah, it's your favorite season coming up, isn't it? Yep. <laughs> Got any big uh, Halloween plans? Um, we're probably gonna have a Halloween party at our house, and um, I don't know. I like to go back to LA usually, but I don't know if I'm gonna do that this year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've started started getting into the swing of Halloween. I just started reading one of my new Stephen King books. Oh, awesome. Yeah, it's called Billy Summers. It's a decent read. I'm only 75 pages in so far, but it, it seems to be uh, getting its uh, talons into me, so to speak. Nice. Now, of course, I'll probably do a marathon of some some uh, spooky shows. Haven't decided which ones yet, though, for, for this time. Probably yeah. some Ghostbusters, maybe some Phantasm. All the streaming services are um, getting ready with all their horror stuff now, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got some new uh, Darkwing merch coming out, I believe, uh, the day this episode drops. Yeah, September uh, 18th. The uh, Disney 100 collection is dropping their uh, 90s merchandise, and it sounds like there's going to be two Darkwing items, one of which they haven't shown yet, 
but it seems to be a Disney afternoon pin with Baloo and Darkwing on it from what rumors seem to be saying. The other one they've revealed, though, and I'm not impressed. It is a Darkwing plush, but his cheeks are colored the same color as his beak, which I think his beak from feedback is not quite proportioned right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it seems to be very disappointing. These will be, I believe, on shopdisney.com as well as in the Disney parks. I think it's going to depend a lot on the price and whether or not they actually have fixed the cheek issue as to whether or not I will purchase it. Yeah. You know, go ahead. No, same. I mean, they're the I have like two other Darkwing plushes. They're both not great. So, I mean, yeah. it just must be a difficult thing to translate into plush form. <laughs> but yeah, I'll yeah. buy it if, you know, it's not a hundred dollars or something crazy <laughs> yeah. one of those plushes you said is the uh funko one what what's the other darkwing plush you own if you don't mind my asking i have the old the 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 lemon beak one from back in the day i got it you know back then yeah i actually I don't did. have the I don't have the Funko one myself. I've got the Lemon Beak and what we refer to as Pink Darkwing, which is essentially, I believe it was the Disney on Ice Darkwing plush, so it's got like a sparkly pink outfit. Yeah. <laughs> I believe there's also a variant of one of those where the feathers are blue instead of white. I don't have that one yet either. I'm not in general like a big plush collector yeah well not everyone can have a plushy army like our friend michelle can't they <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're a little hard to keep up i mean i have a an okay amount i guess of various things that i liked from my childhood like i've got some nightmare before christmas and i've got some old rainbow bright and old my little pony plush yeah Gumby, Muppets, but it's not something I typically like go after. It's mostly stuff from when I was a kid. Yeah, a lot of the plushes I have are Star Wars related or Ghostbusters or Dragon Ball Z. You know, all stuff yeah. I like, of course. You know, yeah. There, there's very few franchises I'm into that I don't have some sort of a plush from. I think, you know, like I've got Power Rangers and stuff. Wait, they I think have the only Power Ranger plush. Oh yeah, they've got Power Ranger plushes. Crazy. Unfortunately, I don't have uh, many Green Ranger ones. I've got like a small uh, Funko Green Ranger plush, but that's it for for the ones I have. I think they made like four or five different ones. Uh, speaking of uh, franchises, I'm interested in I actually recently got to see one of my favorite movies on the big screen. Yeah. That was, yep, Stephen King's Christine. Yay! <laughs> yeah, it's something I've always wanted to see on the big screen. I honestly never thought I'd get the chance, because even knowing how they like to bring old movies back for anniversaries, 
you know, Vermont doesn't get that stuff very often. So I figured even if they did, it would probably be in some theater in New York or something that I couldn't get to. But lo and behold, my local theater actually got it. So I got to experience it on the big screen for the first time. That's awesome. Yeah, it's what, the 40th anniversary? Yep. Everything that was created in 1983 has their 40th anniversaries this year, whether it be Christine, Return of the Jedi, or myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and it's going to be Nightmare Before Christmas 30-year anniversary and Hocus Pocus 30-year anniversary, too. And Jurassic Park. Yeah, and Jurassic Park. <laughs> 93 was a really good year. I always talk about that. I, it's very memorable to me as a kid going to the movies in 1993. Yeah. In fact, I think, didn't Bonkers just celebrate its 30th anniversary as well? Oh, maybe. That would make I sense. I think so. I haven't really done anything for that <laughs> for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> One of these days, I'm going to rewatch the series, see if it actually holds up as good as my childhood memory of it is, but I don't think it's going to. Yeah, I got to do that, too. <laughs> I did uh, when it came out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did, too. I was quite, I think I liked the Lucky Pacquiao episodes the most. Me, too. And, of course, I... I really like that old uh, police car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So any other, uh, anything else going on in your world that you want to talk about, or should we get into our comic review? I think we should get into it. I mean, I've been mostly just stuck in art world. <laughs> so today we are reviewing the First issue of the brand new Negaduck series. Now, I I make uh, no, I hide it not that my favorite character is Negaduck. So I'm a little more critical of some things than this, but overall, I think they did a decent job. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah I got the uh, the cover A and the action figure cover. And I think you said you got the foil cover? Yeah, I got the foil. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, the, so the cover is really nice for this one. Yeah. The uh, story was written by Jeff Parker, and uh, Ciro Cangialosi did the art and color. And I guess we should probably jump right on into this. All right. So where do we start? So we're in Median Park in St. Canard. <laughs> and there's a, a... beautiful spring day, if we do say. <laughs> yep. We got a, a couple, uh, two, like, dog characters. Um, I think, like, on a date. And yeah. The, the male says, I, oh, I hear your stomach rumbling. Just wait a second. And she's like, that's not my stomach. And you hear a really loud rumble, and all of a sudden, this giant contraption shoots through the ground with a drill. Yeah, <laughs> yep. and a waboom, which is yep. the first of our dumb sound effects. <laughs> and you Somehow. know, it's funny. I 
later in the comic, it's or, well next page. It said what it is. I didn't pick up on it till now that it has like feet. It has what? Feet. Like mole feet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't. But yeah, it it's there. Yeah, it's a giant mole drilling machine, and we get. Out of a puff of uh, purple smoke, an entrance, but it's not a Darkwing entrance. It's not an earthquake. It's a threat far more dangerous. That's right, Saint Canard. And we get the the other two screaming, "Yeah, it's it's Negaduck, the evil opposite of Darkwing Duck." No, Darkwing is the ridiculous opposite of me. But yes, Negaduck is back. No high-security Supermax prison can hold me for long, especially when I'm given workshop privileges. Silly warden. <laughs> so I guess, yeah, it's confirming that it's for sure not connected to the old comic books, the um, uh, Joe books. <laughs> yeah. And we actually have a title. Yeah. Holy moly. I didn't even notice till now because I'm so oh. used to them not having them. I know. What I is our pleasantly surprised? <laughs> what is our title, Tiff? Gold Feather. <laughs> yeah, which is probably a homage to uh, Goldfinger from James Bond. Yep. Wasn't there a so, character called Gold Feather in something? I think so, but I. My memory uh, escapes me of who it is right now. Yeah. So Negaduck steals the uh, the picnic. Oh, actually, I guess the picnic basket had gotten caught on the trail, but he takes it <laughs> off of it and gives us a little more exposition as to how he got out. Every week they take they check to make sure I wasn't building a drilling machine. They completely missed that I was building a robo mole. Huh. And boy, oh boy, does this couple have some gross taste. Who <laughs> picnics with peanut butter and relish sandwiches? This city is worse with every return. Yeah, peanut butter and relish? Yeah. So when her stump, he thought her stomach was rumbling, he was going to surprise her with a peanut butter and relish sandwich. I think he kind of saved the date by ruining that one. <laughs> Oh, maybe, but he did reveal what kind of sandwiches they are, so I guess she knows. <laughs> but Negaduck, you know, says that things need to change around here and that he's going to check on his secret lair and catch up on the news in this universe. Then I'll craft a crime like this town has never seen. And we get one of the issues that I have with this comic here, that... They keep relying on the uh, the swirly eyes from DuckTales 2017. Yeah. At least I think it's supposed to be swirly eyes, because it happens multiple times. And as far as I know, Negaduck never had green eyes in, in the show. Yep. But aside from that, the colors in this are beautiful. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Negaduck's about to go to his lair, but he's stopped in his tracks by something, isn't he? 
Yeah, he sees the shadow of Darkwing Duck behind him. Yeah. <laughs> what? Darkwing? No fair. I haven't even had five minutes to... Ugh, blah. A stupid statue. Yeah. He views as, a, you know, it should be a statue of him. Well, I guess it could be if you change the words on the face. <laughs> I don't know, Negaduck. That looks too, uh, looks to be in too good a mood to be a statue of you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he could paint angry eyebrows on it, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. And what's the statue's base say? Did you know since the installation of the statue, crime has dropped 6% simply by reminding criminals about Darkwing Duck? Yeah, and obviously this statue is a tie-in to the other Darkwing series, since this is almost certainly the statue that they unveiled. Yeah. But Negadite's not impressed. Why do you get a statue for saving the city? <clears throat> it's so easy to defend the city. You just sleep all day and then hit the streets at night to see what's wrong. But we get a uh, a new character here, don't we? Yeah, there's a little like bear character, a little kid holding two stuffed animals. Yeah, one of which will make uh, Will Santana very happy since it's a Oswald the Lucky Rabbit plush. <laughs> and the other one is uh, what, Tiff? A turtle. Yep. And he speaks in one of those, like, precocious uh, voices, but with his expressions, he almost looks like he could be, like, you know, like a criminal orphan or something. Yeah. But he's like, hello, why are you yelling at the statue, mister? I never yell at my staffies. Yeah. Well, um, you see, lad. Look, I don't have time to explain myself to disarmingly cute children. <laughs> I have cities to conquer. Worlds. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah. I think he's going to come back for sure. <laughs> I think so, too. I mean, he does reappear later in the same issue. Yeah. But we get a scene change and a time change later on in the evening at Negalair 26, which appears to be some sort of a Hamburger Hippo franchise. It's not a building shaped like a hippo, like all the other ones we've seen, but it's still a hippo holding a burger. Yeah. You know, but it, it does like bring the mind. Um, Bob's big boy, like, overalls on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's precisely what I thought of, too. And it's, he's holding a giant burger and the lair is inside of the burger. <laughs> well, it does have windows, so. Yeah. Ugh, this is easily one of the worst of my secret lairs, but it's the only one I could find the keys to. <laughs> yeah. He complains about the cleanliness, but he's made himself a promise, hasn't he? Yeah, he doesn't want to have any henchmen anymore. <laughs> He yeah. thinks that's what always um, makes his plans not work. And uh, you see him digging through a bunch of blueprints and plant old plans that he had. And he's trying to figure out what to do. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. What kind of plans does he find in there? <laughs> he finds one to knock out the town with sleeping sleepy pellets <laughs> and a giant mind control machine. But he thinks he already did those. <laughs> Why did I save this? <laughs> but he does finally find one that that he's liking. And he states that the crime spree, the biggest crime spree of all time will begin tomorrow. Yeah. And next time we see him, he's got a slight costume change, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's got a rocket pack on his back. <laughs> and, and a pair of goggles. Yep. <laughs> that being said, though... It looks like his eyes are above the goggles in some shots, so I'm not sure how effective they are. <laughs> yeah. It is time. Look out, St. Canard. Three, two, one. It's time for crime with a nega whoosh. Ugh. Stupid sound effects <laughs> back again. Yep. He bursts out of the burger. Yep. And he starts to analyze the wind currents and air pressure to calculate the perfect place to release his weather-based threat, which is? Um, he wants to create a storm that's <laughs> not rain, but food. And says no one yep. out of that. <laughs> yeah, except maybe the people that created Cloudy with a chance of meatballs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Though someone has thought of this ahead of Negaduck and is implementing it, aren't they? Yeah, we see a giant Zeppelin, and the base yeah. looks very familiar. You want to <laughs> say what it looks yeah, like? Yeah, the, uh, the gondola that the uh, Zeppelin, you know, for the Zeppelin, looks a lot like the Iron Vulture, which was the Sky Pirates' uh, flying base and tailspin. But who's flying this one? We got Professor Moliarty. Yep. St. Canard thought it had climate problems before, but wait until they're deluged with my healthy hail. First, a solid week of tofu and kombucha will test their resolve. Next, I'll flood the streets with kale and quinoa. Ha! Quinoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that uh that sounds horrible. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I'm not really a health food person, so it's yeah. <laughs> like so give give me a rain of pizza or burgers yeah. or hot dogs. <laughs> or meatballs. <laughs> yeah. As long as it's cloudy. Um yeah. yeah. He's he's saying that, you know. They say they want stuff, this stuff, but it never in doses like this. Once they flee the city, we underground dwellers will move in. Brilliant, Professor M. I love those guys. I think yeah. the, the art for Moliarty and his little um, mole henchmen are great. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, the art in this whole comic is really great, aside yeah. from whirly dies. On Negaduck. Yeah. But of course, this has definitely put a crimp in Negaduck's plans. What dumb luck. Now I'd look like a copy duck. Ironic, too. Building a robo mole took up all my planning time and allowed another mole to get there first. 
But of course, he has a backup plan. Yep. He flies away, and he has a new plan to enlarge um, bugs to take over the city to mark monstrous proportions. He flies to the park, and he sees someone else has already done that, too. (laughs) Yep. Everyone's favorite Darkwing villain, (laughs) Lilliput. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Lilliput Goonie. Onward, my invading insects. St. Canard can't stand against us. And if they put up a fight, I'll just enlarge a thousand more. Whee! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he yeah, gets... Negaduck is definitely not happy. I've got to think harder. These B-listers shouldn't be coming up with the same plans as me. And definitely not before me. Yep. So he comes up with another. Uh, yeah. In the background, um, we see a familiar face. <laughs> yep. Good old Hammerhead Hannigan. Yep. Um, his new plan is to raise the water levels in the city, which I already know where this is going. <laughs> oh, yeah. I also <laughs> love his uh, dialogue of, I love it when a plan comes together. Definitely an A-team reference. <laughs> yep. And I like his drawing of himself and his plans as him, like, super-duper buff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he so, was. So, yeah, he's going to pump the reservoirs into the freeways and make the city basically be flooded. And the city will be helpless, but not him, because he's going to use a deep-sea rescue submarine suit at the ocean that's at the Ocean Institute, and he'll go anywhere he wants unstopped. Yeah, then he'll ransom the city to drain the water. What? Yeah, and you see a, a drawing of him in the suit, and he's carrying, like, a bank vault in his arms. Yeah. But unfortunately, he hears a sound that distracts him, and what is that sound? We get a beautiful splash splash page of the fearsome four with uh we got liquidator surfing in on a big wave and quacker jack on a giant duck kind of like the one that the penguin has in batman returns (laughs) yeah megavolt's gonna have a special uh waterproof suit on and finally bushroots uh (laughs) surfing on a lily pad yeah and I will say Liquidator's dialogue here isn't very liquidatory. It's yeah. clearance day in St. Canard. Which part do we flood first, fiends? It's time to make mega millions with Megavolt's armor. It's just a t- it's just a test, Liquidator, but my subsuit is working perfectly. Just for practice, let's see how much cash we can, from the bank we can carry on Bushroot's lily pads. A lot, Quacker Jack. And I can gum up the path behind us with seaweed. Yep. Yeah, they, they don't really sound quite right, do they? No. <laughs> Not quite. Nah, but that one really gets Negaduck in a bad mood. Okay, getting beat to the punch by the others was bad enough, but this, this really stings. Not that those four will get far without my superior guidance, but still. 
But yeah, he he's a little depressed now, ain't he? Yep. And then you see uh, Hammerhead walking away from the park, getting in the car with Hoof and Mouth, and they're going to meet Taurus Bulba at the docks. Yeah, of course, Negaduck actually notices this and decides, you know, he's going to follow him. Why was Hammerhead spying on Negaduck in the first place? <laughs> I think that's going to be uh, paid off in a later issue. Like, honestly, I think this is possibly part of Bulba's plan. Like, maybe he thinks Negaduck's going to be able to find what he's after easier. That's my yeah. thought, anyway. Like, I I think it's a setup. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so Negaduck watches them drive away. Those are Taurus Bulba's men. So he's back in town, too. Hmm, sounds like he got something big going on. He always was the craftiest evil mind around. After me, of course. I wonder what his game is. But we get the return of our favorite new character, don't we? <laughs> yep. The little kid is back. Yeah. I careful. He sounds dangerous to me. What? You? Don't you ever stay with your nanny, kid? I need to know what's going on in the underbelly of St. Canard anyway. It's just good mastermind form. Now they were going to the docks. Good work. <laughs> yep, as he uses his jetpack to fly away. <laughs> Took him a while to get there, too, because, you know, it was daytime and now it's nighttime. Yeah. So I want to say, actually, no, I guess it was like sunset time. Yeah. I think about So I guess not that long. But at the docks, Negaduck, you know, decides that the docks make a pretty good hideout, maybe even better than a giant hippo. And we see that Taurus Bulba has been busy, hasn't he? Yeah. He has yeah, his, old, he's... his old airship is there. <laughs> well, it's a brand new one. Yeah. Negaduck says it as much as built a new one. Yeah. Looks like I'm just in time to hear the good stuff. Well, the bad stuff. Good bad. <laughs> or bad good, I guess he says. <laughs> but yeah, we've got the return of Taurus Bulba. Ah, wonderful. I see we have the whole gang together again. Good. Take your seats. Yeah. I and Hoof and Mouth and Hammerhead are wondering what they're going to do. Yeah, so what's the plan? We going after the banks? Museums? Are you going to run for mayor? Yeah, and then um, Taurus Bulba reveals his plan and says that he's done much reading and learned ancient secrets and mysteries about real power. He found he's funded an archaeological find to get a treasure, and um, he introduces uh, Doctor Chidna. Doctor Kidna. Kidna. <laughs> yeah, because that's like basically a kidna, but without the e. Eh. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's how it's spelled. So. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, Doctor uh, Kidna is a. Uh, 
well, I guess he's called Dr. Kidna, but he looks more like a duck-billed platypus, but maybe he is supposed to be an echidna. Yeah. Also, his face is uh, very familiar because it looks a lot like Dean Tightbill's face. Yep, and he's got teeth. Yeah. Ahem. Thank you, sir. Please pay attention to the screen. Even you, who are not known for reading, must have le- heard the legend of King Midas. Ooh, ooh! He was the guy who could turn anything he touched into gold. <laughs> yeah. But- so. He has discovered that it's not a myth and that it was actually real. And he goes to yeah. click his slides and you see a hilarious picture of him on a water slide with a, a floaty around his waist. Um, yeah. You think he was a mutant doc? Good guess, but no, I think... Oh, uh, sorry. Must have had vacation pictures in there. <laughs> but apparently he had an... He uh, possessed an enchanted gauntlet made by wizards and blacksmiths from a strange metal. They think it came from a meteorite, and when the king wore the gauntlet, he merely had to touch an object to change it into solid gold. Which, honestly, it's one of the few things that, that a bad guy could get a hold of that would probably not make him a criminal. I mean, Taurus Bulba says as much. Imagine it, men. No more risking our lives or going to jail. We find this glove and I put it on. I change a pile of old bricks into gold bricks. It's not even illegal. Though, knowing uh, Taurus Bulba, he'd probably steal the bricks, so it would still probably be somewhat (laughs) illegal. Well, I mean, would it not be illegal? You're kind of messing up the whole economy there. (laughs) Uh, I don't know like it could be but I don't think there's anything that says if you have a magic way to turn things into gold (laughs) that you can't do it (laughs) now that being said I'm sure if something was discovered laws would be enacted very quick to make it illegal yeah but apparently Midas what? I was just gonna continue (laughs) Um, Continue. Um, yeah, he says that the gauntlet was buried with Midas, and he's got a map, but he can't quite tell where it is or understand what's going on in the map. Yeah, the map sketch likely isn't accurate enough to compare the satellite photos. Yep. So. And Taurus Bulba says the names are ancient. We need someone who knows the old names and what they are called now. Someone who knows the history of magic. I have a feeling, like, there's two different ways this could go. Yeah. (laughs) I was thinking they were gonna... I was thinking once he said that, that they were gonna have uh, a magic of the spell moment. (laughs) Yeah, see, that's what, what the way they're talking leads to believe, but Considering the the uh, thing about the uh, next issue, it might end up actually being both characters, which would be interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they kind of do a weird next issue spoiler. <laughs> yeah. So, of course, Negaduck has been overhearing all of this. 
I have to say, this is a very intriguing plan. If only I'd thought of it instead of Taurus Balva. But does it matter that I didn't come up with it? At least it wasn't dreamed up by some knucklehead like Quackerjack. That's Negaduck talking, Will, not me. <laughs> I'm evil. Who cares? In fact, what could be eviler than stealing someone else's evil plan, right? Yeah. And he says that they can't get any farther with it anyway. That's time for a real supervillain to take this plan to the next level. So what does Negaduck do now? So he does a very Joker-esque plan <laughs> of putting on a gas mask and gases the place, essentially, with um, pellets, gas pellets. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you see everyone get put to sleep. And Negadex says, not surprised you're a snorer, Bulba. <laughs> yeah. He <laughs> goes and grabs um, the the book with all the information from the doctor. And That's he not all he decides, decides to take. Yep, he also decides to add insult to injury and steal Taurus Bulba's ship. <laughs> yeah. And apparently the controls are so rudimentary that a child could fly it. <laughs> yeah, and we get another ending, nice splash page of him yeah. bursting through the lair. Yeah, um, with with the uh, ship, and you can clearly see Negaduck in the window with the controls. Lift off. Now I have to go find someone who can tell me exactly where I can get the Midas glow. And we see a silhouette of a character that I think is maybe supposed to be uh, Morgana. Yeah, it looks pretty. Like, like the silhouette looks like Morgana's. Yeah, it looks like they're trying to obviously make it Morgana, but who knows? <laughs> yeah, and it has a little tagline of next. Things go incredibly smoothly and according to plan. And what is the shadowy figure saying to that uh, text bubble? Oh, no, they don't. <laughs> yeah, and that is where this issue leaves us. But as stated, the uh, blurb mentions Morgana in the next issue. So we know we're getting Morgana. Yep. So what do you think? Um, I liked it. I think it's an improvement from the, the Darkwing comic, really. <laughs> yeah, especially from Darkwing number one, which was almost unreadable. Yeah, the the art is just like, I'm so impressed by the art in this one. It looks like, yeah. I know the guy, the artist is Italian, and it looks a lot like the Italian Disney comics, the, what is it called? To Topolino. Topolino or Topolino, something like that. Yeah, and the um like the Donald Duck cartoons. It's like it's really nice. And the backgrounds are all like dense and full of details. The coloring is beautiful. It's great. Uh, do you have again his own? Do you have screen. any uh oh sorry. Oh what? Sorry, I didn't realize you were still had a thought there. 
Oh no, I was just I was saying it's like his own style. It's not just, you know, it's not like uh like those Darkwing comics just looked like they were super on model and these are obviously his own style but just look really nice. Yeah. Any uh complaints with the comic? Um yeah, I, this I think the story is good, and it's definitely like, oh, cool, I want to see where this is going, but some of the dialogue is a little off. I think some of the negative duck lines were a little exposition-y, and I know that sometimes he does in the show, like, narrate to himself, but I wanted it to be more like thought bubbles. I mean, it's just like little tiny things like that, but not too bad. Yeah. That's it for your uh, your gripe, so. Yeah, I could. Well, I couldn't really hear. There was some parts where I could hear Negaduck talking, but not all of it. And then with the fearsome four, also, I couldn't really like hear them talking, but it wasn't too bad. It wasn't like insulting or anything. But yeah. All right. So, what would you uh, score this one? I think I would rate it a four. All right, that's uh, that's pretty high praise. I'm actually not going to give it quite as big a score as you for a few reasons. Now, for one thing, I think the art is gorgeous. It does have an interesting story where I do want to see uh, where it goes from there. I think, you know, there are some good lines, but as you said, there are points where he says stuff and it's just like, I can't really... Uh, hear Negaduck speaking those lines. I think, you know, it has a good atmosphere to it. Uh, the 2017 DuckTales swirly eyes thing kind of frustrates me. There's also something else missing from this Negaduck story. Because Negaduck is known for a certain weapon that he did <laughs> not use at all in this issue. <laughs> what weapon That's, is that, Tiff? His chainsaw. <laughs> Yeah, we didn't get any Negaduck chains on this, so that is something going forward. Negaduck needs to be using that. Like, that's his signature weapon. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, another thing the series will need to do going forward is incorporate Negaduck vehicles, because we do know he had his own uh, yep. large garage full of vehicles, a lot of which that have his face on them. As one does. <laughs> um, but those those gripes of mine, though, about not having the chainsaw, not, you know, having some of the uh, dialogue quite fit, you know, it's pretty uh, small stuff. Like, this is a major improvement, not only over the current Darkwing comic, but also if you were to compare this issue number one to Darkwing number one, it is leaps and bounds of a difference. You know, yeah, but I think I would give this a three and a half canisters out of five. Nice. Now, um, I what were you gonna say? I have one more thing to say that I think is cool about it is like, you know, whenever they, whenever it's like a Darkwing story or something else, and then they put Negaduck in, it's like they make him extremely menacing. And then there's a couple times, like, in the show where you get wacky Negaduck, like, kind of like yeah. a 
jailbird where he's trying to like get into the prison and stuff and I feel like they're doing that version of him more which I like because if it's like gonna be all about him you kind of have to he can't just be like this super evil menacing guy the whole time so I kind of like that it seems like that's the direction as they're going with like wacky Negaduck one other thing that didn't really come up but I'll mention is it feels to me like there wasn't a huge reliance on like tracing in this one like there was for the first couple issues of Darkwing. Yeah. Like sure. looking through this, I can't see anything that makes me say, oh, that was uh, from this specific episode or, or this. It, it all looks like it was brand new drawn. Yeah. Like super talented artist. Like I'm excited about him being the artist because it's really good. And like, yeah. like I said, the backgrounds are amazing. Like you could just stare at the backgrounds. <laughs> uh, we do have a new villain to rate, of course, as well. Yep. That being uh, Dr. Kidna. <laughs> so do you want to start with your thoughts on him? Um, it's pretty early on, but I, I think he's great. I like the design. <laughs> um. I like that he it's so silly, like that slide flub. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's hard to say because we don't really know him that well yet. So maybe I would give him a three. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd give him a three as well, you know, because he does seem to have an air of evil and menace about him, but he's also got some goofiness about him, which it's usually pretty good when you've got a, a nice balance of the two for a villain. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, any, any other thoughts on the issue as a whole? or? I mean, in general, I think I'm just excited to see where it goes. It seems good so far. Also, I think I'll make a note of that a lot of the covers for this actually weren't too bad. Oh, yeah. Like, honestly, the only covers I would say were, like, trash would be the cover B, you know, which is Nagaduck yeah. standing on the statue of Darkwing holding the mallet. Yeah. And the uh, retailer exclusive for very gray comics, you know, exactly. has a very uh, rough-looking Nagaduck. And I guess that uh, unknown comics one as well is kind of rough. Definitely the standouts, though, is the Trish Forstner cover and the cover A Joshua Middleton cover. Yeah, that cover A is great. It's, like, one of the only times where, you know, usually they have, like, way nicer, like, B and C or whatever covers, but I'm, like, I just, I kind of just want the cover A. (laughs) Yeah, like, I wish I had, like, a poster of this. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's it. (laughs) All right. Well, I think before we do outros, we'll do, uh, shout outs because I've actually got one shout out that's going to be a little longer. I actually wanted to give a shout out to Jim Cummings, even though I, I doubt he probably listens to, to our humble little podcast, but. He's actually got his own podcast called Tuned In with Jim Cummings. And although I will admit I haven't listened to every episode, I did listen to the two parts of his Darkwing Duck one. And 
it is just wonderful to listen to Jim Cummings talk about Darkwing Duck. <laughs> You know, so I wanted to give him a shout out. Uh, do you have any uh, shout outs for this week, Tiff? Yeah, I want to shout out to Ciro, can't pronounce his last name, Kangialosi. <laughs> yeah, that's how I've been pronouncing it. Yeah, it, it's just, I'm excited to see what he's going to do for the rest of the series. He's great. Yeah, and I guess I'll also shout out Jeff Parker, you know, the writer of this, because they are a duo in this, and so far I I like their first uh, their first swing. We'll see if they can keep up the momentum or if it's gonna trip and fall on its face. <laughs> yeah. But we are the uh, Saint Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. You can find us on all major podcast apps and YouTube. And I hope everyone stays dangerous until the next time. I have to go find something to eat. Preferably not a peanut butter and relish sandwich, though. <laughs> All right. Again, um, Bye, everybody. Bye.